at any given moment, you have the power to say that this is not how my story is going to end. Never forget that walking away from something unhealthy is brave, even if you stumble a little on your way out. So how do we get out of these uncertain situations and darknesses we call failures? How do we get out of these uncomfortable and sleepless traumas? How do we now reaffirm ourselves and say, trauma may happen to me, but it does not define me? This is Get Out Alive World Podcast with Tracy and Harridge. Uh, how did that happen? So you had the first baby and then you, in the midst of everything, you had another baby. How did it happen? So, um... I was very focused on um, uh, what they call them, the, the protection thingy. Um, contraceptive. Contraceptive, yes. I was very focused on contraceptive. I was just, you know, I have one child and taking care of my child and not worrying about um, um, pregnancy or anything. Mm-hmm. And then when I realized um, I was pregnant, mm-hmm. And then um, even when I was pregnant, we were going through a lot of stuff. It actually reached this point where um, I remember when I was pregnant with my second child and um, then he started taking up some bad company and started going out to dance. You know, the man actually locked me up in the house. Like when he went outside, he bolted the lock outside. That means I should not come out of the house. That is all jealous and that's also cruel because what if the, the, the place caught fire or anything like that, right? Mm-hmm. He went out and locked the door outside so I can't put it to go out. And I was still sitting there like a dummy, you know? Mm-hmm. I was, I still was, I mean, I was upset, I was angry, but I was still sitting there. It's like I felt helpless. And even though he was doing all these things, at times it, it felt like um, he was the only one there for me, you know? And I think that is what trapped us in the relationships a lot of time because they're doing a lot of horrible stuff to us. Mm-hmm. But then when you look, they're the only one being nice when they try to be nice mm-hmm. or when they think they're being nice, they're the only one being nice. And then you, you, you tend to want to overlook all of that and be like, oh, he's going to change and he's going to be this person. And yeah, but they, they, they don't change. People are who they are and they only change if they want to change. You know, you can't change it. And uh, um, I learned, don't go into a relationship trying to change a person. Accept them for who they are, just leave them, mm-hmm. you know. But when I was young, I wasn't thinking about any of that. I just know that I meet a man, we're in a relationship, and I'm going to stick it out with him. I'm going to try with him. We all, I think we all, majority of women go through that when we are young, I think, you know. Right. Yeah. And you remained in that relationship for, you said, seven years? Mm-hmm. And I know it's, so not the, it's not the only abusive relationship because you would have no. left and started another one thinking that it would be better and it ended up being worse. Tell us about that one. Yes, so um, I eventually moved to the country. You know, I started, um, I learned some new skills, started working on the internet and I decided that I'm going to come back to Clarendon mm-hmm. with my children. So I moved back to Clarendon. I moved to this nice community that I'm living in now. And I met this guy. Mm-hmm. Actually, the house that I rented, he was a caretaker for the house. Mm-hmm. So um, we eventually started talking to each other. And I was there talking to him. And um, 
And we were, I talked, we talked for about three years, right? But before I knew him, I didn't start building my house. I, yes, yes. Give me, give me a, give me a few. Oh my God. So sorry about that, you know. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Being online, life happens. This is life yeah. happening. You know? <laughs> yes. So, um, where were we again? You were speaking about uh, the house that you have in Clarendon. Oh yes, yes, yes. We were here. So before before I started building the house and everything. So when I basically just moved to the country, I met this guy. So we were talking, and um, he didn't really have it either. He was broke. Mm-hmm. But then I was still saying, Mama, it's okay, you know, and everybody's going to have it and we can still build life and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I still talk to him, mm-hmm. right? And then I started building my home. Um, I still talk to him. I, I'm the only one who built my house. He didn't contribute any money or anything to it. Mm-hmm. So I still talk to him. But then I realized that he seemed that he started to become a bit jealous. Not jealous of me, the person, jealous of what I was doing. Like, you know, me growing and having stuff and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, when I, buy, I, buy, I bought my first car, mm-hmm. and that is where a lot of the problems started. When I buy my first car, he was so excited over the car, mm-hmm. you know? Like, he actually loved the car more than me. He was showing the car more attention. And it's not his car, you know? Mm-hmm. Right? If something... If something happens, it would be like if or if he's teaching me to drive the car because I couldn't drive well and I um, make a mistake. Why are you doing the car like that? And that's how we would be every you know? mm-hmm. If we're in the house, if we're in the house in the middle of the night and we have an argument, you would see him go outside fixing the car. Like, it was crazy. And then after a while, I was really trying with him because as women, we tend to really try with these dumb men, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was really there trying with him. But then I realized that he had this thing stuck in his head, nothing I want, I can't do nothing. Mm-hmm. And I just got so fed up of that. Mm-hmm. Right? So I realized I was saying, this is not going any further. Mm-hmm. And I remember one night I was in my house and I was saying, Betty, you know, you go and leave me alone. Mm-hmm. And he was there, started panting up in my face and uh, all of these things. And then um, I was trying to go outside to get away from him. You know, go, I'm going away and now go outside. And you know, I eventually run out of the house and go outside. The man broke a piece of stick. Yes. And the man stopped with me like me and child. What? Yes. Come going at the house. Come going at the My house, you know. The man that beat me for going at my house. So what did you do? What did you do at that time? When he started time, hitting you, did you did you try defending yourself? What did you do? Yes, I was trying to actually run. 
you know, I was trying to run. Mm-hmm. But he but he overpowered me and held me down and be like, I'm going to kill you out here tonight. I'm going to kill you out here tonight. Mm-hmm. And I have this thing that stopped me. So come go in on the horse, come go in on the horse. Mm-hmm. And I called my mother. And I think it's after I called my mother now. That's so we um he left. Mm-hmm. However, when he left at that time, yeah. When he left, I'm trying to remember. Yes, when he left, he took my car key. Mm-hmm. Right? He took the, the key for the car. Mm-hmm. And I was like, car in one? It was basically an old, old car. Mm-hmm. So I got mad. And I had a sledgehammer. And I started mash. I just needed to mash out all the glasses in the car. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, he can't get my car. I don't know how my car buy. So why don't he got my car key? Mm-hmm. So it looked like he had the car key so it's like he came with the intention to sleep in the car that night mm-hmm. um the other night you know mm-hmm. to make it look as if he was sleeping up here mm-hmm. when he came and realized that the car was mashed up the man got very mad why you mash up the car may you mash up the car today i'm going to fix the car for me and you and you mash up the car watch me and you watch me and you and yeah in the house i call my mother my mother says sit down appear no man make him stay out there and curse him going mm-hmm. I must set you sitting down. When I look, whoops, the gash of fire is coming, running from under the door. The man had, yes, had Tina in my storeroom and he went and took out the Tina and threw it under the door bottom and light, light it. It's, I'm, I'm very grateful it was a guest because any it was guest, I wouldn't be here to be because remember, guests would film all over yeah. the place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? He threw the thing under the door bottom and light it. But I did not run out because I had water in my bathroom. So I catch water and dash on it. Mm-hmm. And that's so um I hold it. And then when you look, everywhere turned black. Mm-hmm. Everywhere in the house turned black. black every, even when um when I came out, my face black, my foot black, everything black, because I decided that I'm not coming out. Mm-hmm. And I call my mother. And my mother lives a far, far distance from me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how she reached up here in the middle of the night, but she came. And it's when she come, I pull the door and come out. Mm-hmm. Right? So I think what happened is that he lit it with the intention of me pulling the door and right. running out. Mm-hmm. Because, he, because he had his cutlass out there and you know. Mm-hmm. So if I had run out, probably he would have trapped me up or something. Right. Right? So this man chopping me up over my things, you know, mm-hmm. he doesn't know I work hard for everything. So in every situation, I'm always the one doing everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then they turn around and, 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 and start eating on you and start wanting your things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so oh my God, that was you ended up with two crazy persons because and at the end of the day, both of them were in the same financial situation because you were the sole breadwinner at the time. And it's as if none of them really wanted to do anything because they know the type of person that you are. You're not going to sit. You're not going to wait on them to provide something. You're a go-getter. You're going to get up and go get what it is that you wanted. And they loved the luxury of sitting around mm-hmm. waiting for you to come and give them everything that they wanted but how did it all change what happened what drastic situation happened when you decided to change when you said enough is enough i am totally tired of this all right so after that situation um where 
you know, they call the house on fire and stuff. I started to look within myself, you know, because sometimes we have to look internally and ask ourselves, why do we keep choosing these kind of people? Why are they attracted to us? You know, why are we attracted to them too? So I did some soul searching. Um, I stayed for myself for like nine months on. Mm-hmm. At least I, I, I had a hatred for men. Mm-hmm. It was not normal. I hated men so much. If them be look at me, I was just so disgusted. It doesn't matter how them look. I was just so disgusted. Because in my head, I was beginning to think that all of them are the same. It don't make no sense. Mm-hmm. If they look shiny, if they look dirty, if they look simple, if they're giving trouble, all of them are the same. I was so upset. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, I started looking into myself, you know, and decided that no, I deserve better, you know, I deserve to be loved, I deserve to be spoiled, I deserve to have good people around me, mm-hmm. you know. And um after a while I forgave them and decided that I'm going to try again. I don't think I'll be I, I have met Mr. Right yet, but um I've given up. I'm just praying and watching, you know, and being um open-minded not to end up in the situations that I end up ended up in before. Because um we're not going to meet Mr. Right from the get-go. Mm-hmm. And but what I do is when I see certain signs, I try to just, you know, drop it and just move on. Yeah, don't hold on to it like I did in the past. Because even with the second guy that caught the house on fire, if I had um dropped him from he was acting out because it's not the first time he acted out he actually took my car at one point Mm -hmm. and i had to go get the police and stuff for to get my car from him Mm -hmm. right and when neighbors also went to him say give her her car he'd he'd be like i've been staying with her for a while now i've been with her for a while now i should get the car can you imagine Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh my god i should get the car i've been with her from when and it's not his money that purchased it. I know, right? You just feel like he's um, entitled to my car because we've been talking. Mm-hmm. So uh, you realize that he was really loving me. He was loving the lifestyle. Right. That, uh, the material things. Yes, 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 yes. And um, even after that, I still went back and spoke to him. I remember even one time we had um, we had an argument and... Um, he was running me down with cutlass and I still went back there. So you see, if I had just had the strength to just let go from then, it would reach so far. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm partly to blame. I have to take some of the blame too because I see all that going back happening and I keep going back to him, going back, and it got worse and worse at each time. Mm-hmm. Now, if me in my right mind go back to this guy, you, know, you think I'm going to come back out alive? Right. <laughs> Next time he's going to make sure nobody lives to tell the tale. Exactly. So I just, I just leave that behind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the children were all there witnessing all of that. How, how have right. they been? All right. So the good thing is that when majority of these things happen, the children are not there. So even oh. when the host is the fire, because they basically live with their dad. Okay. You know, the same dad that was saying, oh, they're not my children. And he loves them to death. No, you know. So that's the good thing. So they didn't get any trauma or anything like that. That's what I'm grateful for. All right. Great. Now, in, I know you had your mom in all of those situations because she was she was your biggest support system. Did you have anybody else? Was there a system where you could go to like a shelter or, you know, did you know of uh, different counseling centers that you could take, um, take action? 
No, I didn't know of any of those. And I wasn't even thinking of those either, you know. I don't know why, but probably because they're, they aren't so prevalent when things happen, you're not going to think to go go to a shelter because there's not a lot of shelter around. Mm-hmm. If there was a lot of shelter, at the first sign of abuse, you would just leave, you know? Mm-hmm. But a lot of the lot of the time we stay because we're like, we don't have anywhere to go. We don't want to intrude on our families, you know? Mm-hmm. Everybody have their whole life to live, so we just sit and take it. But uh, we should have more shelters and stuff and more support system like you're doing now. You know, that would help a lot of women to leave the situation a bit earlier. All right. Did you get any counseling at all? No, no counseling. So how, how did you manage to cope with it? Because you would have gone through the situations. How did you get the strength, the courage to continue? All right, I think the main thing is that I'm a workaholic. So I always focus on working and taking care of myself and my children. Mm-hmm. So no matter what was happening, I always focus all my energy on my work. Mm-hmm. For instance, even when the house caught fire, even when they, they set the fire and I called the police, I was there working on my computer until the police came. Yeah. When I was going back and forth to um police station, I brought my computer with me. I was working on my computer while waiting on police. So I think I kind of channeled everything. Whatever I go through, I just channel it into my work because I tell myself, once I'm making money, I'll be able to get out of any situation. And that's what I always tell myself. So I always focus on working, working more. If I get up upset now, I just start working. Do yeah, you so think, that's- all right. Do you think you should have received some form of counseling? Is there, do you have trigger moments when you know you have flashbacks or something happens and it triggers triggers what you, you went through? Do you have those moments? Yes, I have. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Get Out Alive World podcast, where we equip victims to become surthrivers. Be sure to share this episode far and wide. Download from your favorite podcast host and always leave a comment about the episode. Join us again next time, same time and same place for another episode. And if you want to donate to the tremendous work that we have been doing in saving lives, feel free to send us an email at getoutaliveworld at gmail.com send us a whatsapp message to 1-876-367-7476 or on our website at tracyandharridge.com i'm your host tracy and harridge signing out take care love and blessings always remember to get out alive <laughs>